These are extra breaths. Coming to you straight from the lungs of Kirsty. In episode 9 of Straight From The Lungs, Kirsty spoke about being in lockdown with her two children with cystic fibrosis. Here's more from her. I think probably the first four weeks that we were at home, I thought, oh God, this, this is real. This is bad. This is really bad. And then a close relative of ours took poorly quite early on. And I thought, wow, we've really got to be careful here. And it just felt like a huge weight, an extra weight that's been added to your shoulders and this whole new responsibility that you're trying to keep away from this invisible monster that you've got no idea how to keep away from. <laughs> It's terrifying, absolutely terrifying. But we just sucked ourselves into our little bubble and thought, right, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. We can do this. <laughs> One of the things that I did say to quite a few of my friends is we're quite used to things like this. So where a lot of my friends, this was completely new area. When they were talking to their children, you know, they've had to say, you need to be careful. There's this bug, virus, whatever it is, however they use the word in, that's going around. But we're quite familiar with that wording already because Jacoby had pseudomonas quite early on. So they're very familiar with when we talk about bugs and bacteria and things like that that we need to be careful of. So I think in a way it was easier for us to explain it to them because they already had a grasp on what bugs are and how dangerous they can be. So we just sort of sat them down and said there's a new bug that's reared its head and we just need to stay at home to try and stay away from it. And both of them sort of said, oh, yeah because we've got CF, we need to be careful and keep our lungs healthy. But to be honest, it was quite easy for us. They took it really well and just sort of took it in their stride and just sort of said, okay, fair enough. They made it quite easy for us. <laughs> it makes me feel a bit silly sometimes because obviously as adults, I probably had that reaction of, oh no, oh my God, a bit of panic and, you know, oh my God, what are we going to do? This is huge. What are we going to, this is going to, how's long is it going to last? Blah full-on panic and then I calm myself down think right we need to talk to the kids spoke to them and they sort of grounded me because they sort of just went okay and I thought hang on a minute I'm here panicking and getting all scared and thinking what's going to happen how are we going to do this and the kids just went okay tell us what we need to do and I thought that's what I need <laughs> they did ground me a lot and they just sort of bring me back from the level of panic and just say no if they can tackle it and just say right tell us what to do then that's how we need to tackle it and just do it in as much of a logical way as we can and realise that that's all we can do, really. Try and tackle it head on in a logical way and just see what happens because that's how they've handled it. Well, it's how they handled it to start with. Now the stir craziness is setting, it's a little bit different. <laughs> There's been odd few days where they'll say, you know, oh, I want to see my friends and I'm really missing everyone. And we've had family members visit for their birthdays and birthdays that we've had and they stay right at the end of the garden and they'll sort of try and, oh, you know, inch closer. And no, 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 no come back come back and that's a double-edged sword I think because on one hand it's nice that they've seen them but then on the other hand it reminds them that they've not seen them up until that point so we've used Facebook Messenger a lot and things like that for them to FaceTime their friends and ways of trying to keep them in contact but I think that's really the only thing that they've struggled with is the social aspect rather than geographical. <laughs> At first Kirsty's other two children who don't have CF found shielding much more challenging. That quickly changed, though. Early on in lockdown, I think it was like the third week, 
we think Madison actually had COVID-19 and she was quite poorly with it. It was very, very close to needing to go to A&E and go to the hospital. Um, she wasn't actually tested because at that point it was only testing if you're admitted to hospital, which obviously we wanted to try and avoid if she was well enough to not be admitted. And I think after having that and then I myself got poorly, she sort of stood back and went, we need to take this seriously and it is a real thing. I think if we hadn't have had that, they may have found it harder because like we said before it's not a physical thing you can't see it but she kind of did see it a little bit she wasn't really really unwell but she was quite unwell bad enough to need to go and see the GP I think we went three times in the end so then we had to isolate ourselves in the house into two rooms we had a bedroom and the bathroom upstairs and everybody else had the rest of the house and we tried to segregate ourselves as best we could. But I think having had that experience, they've taken it a bit more seriously. Whereas if they hadn't, they might have thought, oh, why can't we go to the park with our friends? We're all fine. I don't know. <laughs> I had my bedroom and Madison was in her bedroom. And then we've got bathroom upstairs and bathroom downstairs. And we used the bathroom upstairs and everybody else used the bathroom downstairs to try and keep it obviously as separate as we could basically for a couple of weeks there was times to be honest where we couldn't where the kids just they wanted to see me but we took as many precautions as we could with masks gloves lots of Dettol spray (laughs) my house now smells just like Dettol it's lovely but we were just as careful as we could be but because we've not had it confirmed they said that if we wanted it confirmed we would have to go to the hospital and obviously with Kobe and Willow we said well if it turns out to not be that then we've potentially exposed ourselves to it so they said right treat it as though it is and just stay away from everyone as much as you can so that's what we did for a couple of weeks nobody else got poorly at all there was only me and Madison so I don't know if we were just lucky or if we did our job really well (laughs) As lockdown has slowly lifted, it's been really difficult to know the correct level of caution to take. There's been a lot of things that I think have been left down to. It's been very vague and I think has been left down to use your judgment. But I I don't know. We've never done this before. Please tell me. (laughs) I'd just like a little bit more, please. And we've said the same. I think within the CF community, with the parents, not obviously the people who've got CF, I've seen a lot of people who will attack people for being overly cautious. And they'll say, oh, you're wrapping them in cotton wool. You've got to let them live. Well, they are alive. Look, they're right there laughing, living their best life. Just because I'm not letting them stick their head in a muddy puddle and not stopping them from living, you know? <laughs> I've always stayed on the train of you can't be too careful. And in terms of parenting, we've sort of come to a bit of an agreement that while we are caring for them, while they're under our care, we're going to do all we can for them so that when it comes time for them to take over their own care, their own responsibility for their health, I can say to them, I've done everything that I thought I could in the best way that I could to keep you as healthy as you can. Now it's your health. What do you want to do? How do you want to do things? And I hope that when we get to that point, I've armed them with enough knowledge and experience for them to do so in what I would deem a responsible way. But once it's in their hands, it's in their hands, you know. (laughs) But in terms of coronavirus, it seems to be the same that I've seen quite a few people have said, oh, you're overreacting. You don't need to do that. That's ridiculous. And it does make you step back and think, am I being ridiculous? Am I being daft here? Am I? One of my close friends, his mother, was hospitalised and she only just survived this. 
and I'll look back at her story and think, no, I'm not being too careful. I'm not being too careful here. There's no such thing when it comes to health. You've got to be careful. But I think it's important to also not beat yourself up about things. And it's a hard balance to get where you think, right, I'm, I'm being careful. I'm doing everything that I can. But then if you do slip up with something, like if I've come home from shopping and not changed my trousers straight away and I've just changed my T-shirt if I forgot something and I think, oh, God, and I should have done that. What if I've done this? What if this, that and the other? I think it's important to not dwell on them things as well and beat yourself up too much about it because at the minute, the mental health aspect is so fragile, I think, at the moment. And I think it's easy to get caught up in, I've not done this right, I've not done that right. And if you go on social media, you've got no hope. because whatever you do is wrong (laughs) so I think in terms of being careful you've just got to play it by ear and do it your way and do what you feel comfortable with and what your household feels comfortable with and if it doesn't feel right you can change it up a little bit. At various points during lockdown there have been many frustrating news stories of some people completely flouting the rules. For people shielding who can't even leave the house it's felt like a massive smack in the face. It's really frustrating and it's disappointing, I think, has been the surprise feeling for me. We live quite close by to Matlock. It's a seaside town without the sea, basically. It's a big tourist spot. We've seen lots of photos and things on social media of people who've been driving through and it's been packed full of tourists. It's popular with motorbike riders, just hundreds of people. And it just makes you think, why am I bothering? How long are we going to have to do this for to almost counteract what they're doing? It feels like it's it's not fair and it's just disappointing. I think it's shown that some people just have such disregard for others and what they're going through and anybody else's health. But at the same time, I've tried to take breaks from social media and the news to get away from that because it is a feeling that it just really breaks you down. And when you're doing things like we are, you're so trapped in your little bubble. And it feels awful knowing that there's other people that are out in the world just living life as normal. And even not living life as normal, taking advantage of the situation of being furloughed or not at work and going on day trips and things like that and you're stuck in your bubble and it just makes you feel angry and just let down by the public Um, but I know it's not everyone and I know that it in reality I hope it is the minority it's just because we can see that they're doing it while everybody else is at home that's what I hope but I think disappointment was the shocking one my husband said to me a couple of times did you really think that it wouldn't be like this and I said yeah I really did I thought everyone would take this seriously. What I said is that everybody knows somebody who's vulnerable in some way. Everybody, be it your grandma who's 90 or one of your family members with a health condition that makes them vulnerable. Or, you know, even if it's your cousin's brother's friend, everybody knows somebody. And for people to just go, they'll be all right and just do that. I just think, how? How can you do that? (laughs) I couldn't sleep at night but then I'm the type of person that I overthink things like that anyway (laughs) so I I don't sleep anyway so (laughs) but it's just hard for me to protest that other people can be so flippant and have so much disregard and my husband said to me well do you think it's that or do you think that are they the type of person that doesn't believe that it's that big of a deal it's not that they don't care it's that they don't believe that it's as bad as it's being made out to be and I sort of said well that'd be the better option I suppose would be (laughs) to believe that rather than they just don't care. (laughs) 
you know, there has been good aspects as well. I would say that the children have got a lot closer to each other. Our older two girls are 13 and nearly 12, and they used to fight like cat and dog before all of this happened. Fiercely loyal, but also bickered a lot, as most siblings do. But during all of this, they've become really close friends. And it's the same with Kobe and Willow, with them being closer in age. They've become each other's best friends during this, because they've had to, really. And it's brought all the kids so much closer together. So looking on the positive side of it, to draw positives on things, that's a huge one for us, is that it's just brought everyone a lot closer. And I'm grateful for that aspect. Lockdown is episode 9 of Straight From The Lungs, which you can listen to at our website, lungspodcast.co.uk.